Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to help people discover the natural gifts they were born with and use those to create a su successful and fulfilling life for themselves. So I am super excited to introduce Janet Reeves Wilson. Now, Janet established Divine Metamorphosis Coaching to support college students and graduates in finding the work or career they love. Now, a career that uses the natural skills and abilities that we're all born with, which fulfills their sense of purpose and aligns with their core values. Now, Janet is a life executive and career success coach and a behavioral strategist. She has seen the differences it makes when people love or, well, at least really like what they do, as opposed to considering what they do as just a job. Uh, Janet's desire is for everyone to wake up excited and ready to take on their day. And she feels strongly that doing the work we love has a great impact on our mental and physical health and positively impacts our families, our community, and our world. Well, welcome, Janet. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Well, thank you, Wendy. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Yeah, absolutely. And it just fills my heart to listen to this great work that you're doing because helping people find what lights them up, you know, and aligns with their true passions and gifts is just really a game shifter and obviously is part of what's raising consciousness. So I can't wait to hear more about this great work that you're doing. And always top of mind question for me is, you know, what exactly was the tipping point or inspiration that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Well, I worked for 30 years in the, the healthcare industry ah, and I went okay. from loving going to work every day to dragging myself to work every day. And it looked like every year after the 20 years, looked like every year got increasingly worse. Mm. And so I was sitting at my annual review and listening to uh, the manager say that this wasn't right and that wasn't right. Uh, and she said something that really sparked my um, interest or I, I um, they could give me a nice severance and I could retire early. And I, my uh, whole body relaxed after that. 
And so I said, you know what? I think those I'm going to take music, them up were, on that. Those were, that was music to your ears, huh? Music you to like my this. ears. Oh my goodness, um, that would be amazing. Yeah, and so I went to, I retired, I went to a business conference with my husband, saw the work of a life coach, and I said, ah, oh, that's it. That's what I want to do next. Interesting, wow. And she um, told me which company trained her. I went through that training uh, process and all, all along the way in our training, they talked about us working for ourselves and having our own business, which came with um, a litany of um, advantages. One being we could design our own day and, and make our time our own. We right. could just, you know, design our schedule so that we work two days a week or four days a week and however many hours we wanted to work. More and I was music like, oh. to your ears, right? Oh, really? Especially <laughs> After coming 30 from the, years. <laughs> exactly. Especially oh in the healthcare industry, your life is not your own. You are one phone call or one page away from having to go back to work. So yeah, that was great. Yeah. And obviously after so many years of learning and, and being that important component to a bigger picture, you know, you've gained a lot of skills along the way. So yeah, that seems like a perfect uh, evolution and obviously a breath of fresh air um, that must have just really reignited that sense of uh, vitality within you. So, yeah, I love that. So, so how long have you had your own coaching practice and you know, has your business mission or vision evolved during that time? Um, I have been officially a coach for seven years um, and unofficially for many years. I didn't realize the way I supported my team and other people that I worked with and those around me, I didn't know that it had a name. Um, right. <laughs> so my vision has changed only in terms of who I serve. I started out wanting to work with healthcare teams because that's where I had come from. That's what I was com uh, comfortable with. But my heart was always with working with um, young adults. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to work with college students to help them find uh, work they love probably because I have two millennial sons and uh, so they you, majored you in one yeah. <laughs> yeah, majored in one thing in college and decided after they graduated and the hundreds of thousands of dollars later mm -hmm. wanted to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, Oh, okay. That's okay. nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. So may I figured, Hey, maybe helping them find something that really, that they really love and they're interested in and engaged in and felt that that was their contribution to the world would be of more service. Right. Yeah. And ideally before they get that degree, right? Maybe exactly along the journey so they can yes. within the collegiate world instead of after it. <laughs> exactly. God, yes. Helping cool. them make that decision early on using skills that they have um, that, I, that they naturally have and, and, um, maximizing those. Mm -hmm. Right. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And, and since you had the firsthand experience with your own children, you know, again, even though being in healthcare industry and working with teams was something you 
you knew inside and out. You, you also knew inside and out what young adults were going through in their journey. So yeah, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. And I love the fact that you, you chose which direction to go based on what brought you the most joy, you know, what exactly. who you enjoyed most <laughs> working with. So, so yeah, so that's beautiful. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way in building your business? Uh- Oh, well, yeah, everybody, um, most of my family was on board. My mom, not so much. She couldn't see why I didn't go back to doing the job that I had done for 30 years. Right. Yeah. You were so successful and, you know, you knew it. And why would you, you know, take early retirement? (laughs) Exactly. So when I think it was just because she didn't really understand what it was. And another thing kind of too, is that I majored in science, biology, chemistry. I knew nothing about business. I had no business background whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) So that part of it. Yeah. Yes. So going from um, a science background to one of business was kind of a leap. So Mm -hmm. finding some support systems in that area, um, it was that was kind of a, a challenge for me. Yes, yes, absolutely. Starting a business and growing it is, you know, something that most people have no idea what it involves. Even if you get an MBA, you know, uh, there are still gaps in in starting and, and growing your own business, especially when you're the product, right? You exactly. Oh, for sure. Product because there's all sorts of little gremlins that then start coming up. The am I good enough? And who am I to think that I can? And all those sort of exactly thoughts that were sort of sleeping and then they decided to get real loud. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yes, exactly. And I had, I heard all those voices. Right. Yeah. They, they, they tend to uh, chime in quite frequently when you want to step into something new. So, well, can you share maybe a, a technique or something that you did uh, to gain more of these business skills that you didn't have, you know, coming from a Um, a very successful career. As far as my mom, I showed her what coaching looked like. Mm -hmm. She loved soap operas. So (laughs) when we would sit and watch the soap operas, I said, you know, if I was coaching that person, I would ask this question. And she would say, oh, okay. And then I would continue doing that with the different characters on the show because really I was, was curious. I wonder why did that person do that? (laughs) (laughs) And after a while, she was starting to ask those questions. Like, I wonder why did this person do this? I said, see, you can be a coach. That's great. I love that. And so um, we started just having, kind of having fun with that. And um, as far as um, the business knowledge, uh, a colleague of mine told me about a program run by the Women's Business Development Center, and it was an eight-week course on the fundamentals of starting a business. So they talked about filing an LLC, writing a business plan, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I got, you know, a little more familiar with business, the, you know, little um things that you have to do, fill out and, and, and write and all of that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So just the, the ABCs, the one, two, threes to yeah. getting yourself established as a business. So yeah, well, great. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, and Janet, you know, you're obviously an expert at 
helping people really discover their inner gifts and align with those to find work that they that they find truly fulfilling. But I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business. Now, this is a very different skill set. Do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? Yes, ah, most okay. definitely. I, I love for the somebody coaching to say, part. Nope, I got it. You know, <laughs> not the case. Uh, no. <laughs> I love the coaching part of it, but the client enrollment process not so much not because so much. I feel like it's really time consuming. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm not sure who to um, to contact, who the decision maker is, and then get through all of the conversation. They find out about how much it costs. And then, oh, my God, I don't have, you know, we don't have that kind of money. We're broke or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the client enrollment process if um that could be easier or you know somebody had a and i mean i've taken a number of um online courses based around that but yeah. all they ever talk about is oh this person got all these clients and um no real process of how actually how to do that mm -hmm. okay well, that is a huge topic and we could probably spend another, you know, six weeks on that. <laughs> but let me just ask a couple clarifying questions here. So when you say find the decision maker, so just what I'm understanding is you support people in finding their inner gifts and align with those to discover work they love. But do you work with um, colleges and un universities? Is that what you're referencing? Yes. Okay. So finding the decision maker within the academic mm -hmm. um, field. Uh, yes. Institution. Okay. Got it. And then working through their, you know, budgetary limitations, I'm, I'm guessing is what you're referencing, right? Because yes, uh, at the beginning of each fiscal year or before the fiscal year starts, all the monies are kind of allocated. And then if you approach them with a new idea, then it's like, well, we don't have the budget for that, or that's way out of, you know, we don't have that kind of reserve or then you get the money resistance. So is that accurate? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd love to give you, um, a few uh, insights around that, if you would like. Oh, I would love that. Okay. So as part of my 22 years of, you know, sales experience, six of them were in the corporate world. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting is that at the end of the day, people are people, right? Even though it's a corporation, it still comes down to um, people making decisions. And, and when there is alignment, which is what you support your clients in achieving when there is alignment within the um, corporation with what you're presenting, then, you know, it's, it's like an easy yes. So gaining that alignment is the tricky part. And so here's some interesting things to consider because, you know, we all know that colleges, you know, they thrive and survive because of students right? If they didn't have student enrollment, well, you know, they're out of business, correct? 
Right. Okay. So, and as things have evolved over the years, because I have uh, a 25 year old and a 24 year old son, you know, two sons, I have three sons and, and their whole outlook on the importance of college has really shifted. But, and, you know, there are certain degrees that obviously are absolutely important if you want to go into engineering or medical or, you know, those kinds of fields, but there is a huge shift going on right now amongst the younger adults in terms of questioning the need for college. And is it really all that it's made up to be? And, and do you actually get a job at the end of the day, you know, after those four years and six figures, you know, what's the end result? So there, there is some questioning going on that's not really supporting colleges, right? Um, I don't know if you've seen a trend at all in, in what colleges have been, you know, doing as far as their enrollment percentages. But um, so here's the point that I'm driving to as, as more directly as I possibly can. When you position your offer or your work, the value of your work in alignment with the value of the corporation and what they ultimately are striving for, then you create an engaging conversation. And so when you position the outcomes of your work as being able for them to secure, to have, to increase their enrollment and to increase their success rate, because that's the other thing out there is that students are looking, well, what's my success rate if I go to this university versus this university? Because it's very competitive um, for as far as choosing the university. So when, when you can present your offer and the work that you do as serving and in alignment and facilitating the organization, the corporation, the college's ultimate desires, then they see the value and they're open-minded to, wow, in fact, I don't know, this is something that just came to me, but if, you know, think of this, if a university, because let's face it, the, the elephant in the room is that at the end of the day, students graduate and there is no job. Okay, that's right. the elephant in the room. So if they were able, they, the colleges were able to also offer as part of their program, uh, an intensive that allows the students along the way to gain the clarity on how to utilize what the college is offering in a way that allows them to secure jobs that they love, my gosh, that would be a huge value add for the university to bring forward and offer their, their potential students. Like not only are we gonna get a degree, but we also have a support system in place that's going to give you the clarity around which, you know, how to secure a job or not, you know, you know what I'm, I, I can't, yeah. but is this making sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. To where you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're not just coming to them with a, you know, an offer of, Hey, this is what I can do, but more aligned with 
hey, I know that a lot of funding goes into the sports program and that's a very valid, you know, enti- you know compartment or department because it mm. does gain notoriety for the university. But the gap is that all the other students are looking at universities to decide who is going to support them in getting a career going that will, you know, best serve them. And so I'm presenting to you the opportunity to enhance what you offer so that you can more confidently assure that your students are going to land in careers they love. Yes, and that is exactly um, the work that I want to communicate to them that, yeah. that, that I do. You yeah, know, so that's, um, that's raise... the overall point is, yeah, to just align the work that you do with their ultimate goal. So that's the short story. <laughs> so hopefully okay. that, hopefully that uh, you know, inspires some, some creative thought here on, on how to, uh, uh, you know, maybe make a few tweaks in your presentation and, and outreaches to those decision makers and uh, within those corporations, those, those academic corporations, the colleges and universities. So, and, yeah. you know, as I was speaking through this and talking into what my sons have experienced in terms of, you know, career shifts and where to land and what to do to get there, you know, the pandemic, which we're kind of past the pandemic. I mean, for the most part, life has gotten back into a new normal, but oh my gosh, did it really shift how people perceive the work that they do? You know, and and it it created this pause for so many people. And and like, wait, wait a second, is this really work that I like to do? I'm just doing it because I should. But so I'm, I'm curious. Could you speak a little bit to that? You know what what was the impact of the pandemic on the work that you do? Oh, the the pandemic shone a light on the fact that most people are not happy with what they do. Um, the great, um, the, um, res- the great resignation mm-hmm. is a, a blaring example of, I mean, there was happening all along the way. Um, Adam Grant talked about the great resignation actually starting in 2016, mm. but it was, a, it wasn't as, impactful as the great resignation of 2020, 2021, and still going on now. Uh-huh. Um, people just are not interested in working in jobs that they don't love, that are they're spending all this time um, at these jobs, time away from their families, time away from enjoying their lives. And when you are doing the work you love, it's not, you don't feel that it's a job. It's it's so much more than that. And they provide, when you're doing some a work, doing work that you love, you're prov- giving a little piece of yourself to the people that you're serving. Mm-hmm. I had a, um, a, a waiter in Paris. I still remember Eric. Uh, my son's a vegan. He made sure that whether he was there or not, my son got his food prepared exactly the way that he wanted it. Mm. Now, if Eric just thought of himself as um, just a weight person, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have cared. He could care. He would have cared less whether my son got his food the way that he needed to have it. But because he 
embodied excellent service. He provided a service that that happened in 2015. I still remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. Yeah, that's a great story. And it's it's a job, but it was how he approached the job and how like it, I love the word that you used embodied, embodied the difference that he could make on that experience for each of the people that he was serving. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, what a great story. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, Janet, you've got me on the edge of my seat here. Um, <laughs> how do you work with people who want to finally discover their true passion and apply it to work that lights them up? Can you share a few more details about your philosophy or your approach? Oh, yes, for sure. Um, my tagline is clarity, commitment, and action. And this is the path to your highest potential. And I'm an ontological coach, which means we are um, interested in who you're being as you navigate your way through life. Um, Are you being your best? Are you having, what is that negative self-talk that you've got going on a repeated um, replay? Uh, I I coach people and I also am a behavioral strategist, which means I use behavioral assessments that provide my clients with a better sense of self-awareness. And when you discover all of the gifts that you bring with you, no matter what environment you're in, it, em- it, empo- it empowers you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has you step into being your best, practicing excellence. And when, I, when you uh, take these assessments that I give, um, it provides you with a better sense of uh, self-awareness. It explains certain behaviors that you may have been wondering about all your life. Like, why do I do this? Um, I wish I could have came up with a quicker comeback when that person said this to me. Mm-hmm. Why is it that I like to work in a group of people and we're happy-go-lucky? Why do I like to work by myself? Um, these may be some behaviors that you have had for years and that yeah, and, and they're not always about. they're not always looked upon as maybe assets, right? Or the right thing, just depending right. on the situation and who in that moment wanted you to work in a group. And you're like, I don't really like working in a group. Well, exactly. <laughs> right. And when you take these assessments, you go, ah, no wonder yeah. I like this because my behaviors support this type of um, a work environment, for mm-hmm. instance. Nice. Um, yeah, I get along with this uncle. Hey, now I know that our behaviors are kind of similar. Um, I had a lady give a workshop. She talked about her beagle. When it saw another beagle, it just went crazy. But when it saw another dog, it was like, oh, hey, how you doing? But when it saw another beagle, it was like, my family. Right. And right. so, you know, when you know who you are, you can determine who you're going to be. Mm, powerful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's great. It makes a lot of sense. Just really peeling back all the confusion and quieting the limiting beliefs and just getting connected with, it sounds to me like, you know, the core facts, you know, that you can't really circumnavigate. And once you align with those, that brings empowerment. 
So, right. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work that you're doing? Um, well, they can um, email me at Janet at dm56coaching.com or I have a website. It's www.dm56coaching.com and I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can, um, my address for that is um, www.linkedin.com slash I N slash Janet Reeves Wilson, all one word. Okay. All right. Perfect. So, so they can reach, reach out to you via email. Do you have a contact me link on your website? So can we just go to your website and be able to contact you? Yes. Yes. Okay, I have so a contact me on my website. Me also M, have right. D as in doctor or doctor. Yes. D M 56 coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. Dot com. Okay. And then you're also, um, you also have a profile on LinkedIn and uh, listeners look for the uh, show notes to have the hyperlinks to both of those. So, well, Janet, you have already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation, but I thought I'd tap on you one last time Um, in looking at your own experience in building your business. What's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? Well, my the first thing I'd like to say is to get super clear on your why. Mm. Why are you in business? Because this why is going to get you over some of those lumps and bumps and hills and valleys that um, occur when you're trying to build a business, right? Who is it that you want to serve? How do you want to serve them? Um, What do your clients get really clear on what their pain points are? Um, How can you help them? How can you help them live a better life, uh, clients or customers? Um, Decide on, you know, what you want your business to look like. Do you want it to be online? Do you want to give courses? But just so get crystal clear about every aspect of your business. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that is uh, powerful wisdom, especially, I, you know, I love the, the part about, um, you know, getting crystal clear on your why, but also don't just put that on a shelf someplace, keep, keep that clearly in front. And then the other part that you said that I just love, well, I loved everything, but the one, the other part that resonated for me, given I'm a sales coach is keep in mind the difference you're making, right. For your clients, for your customers, what, how is their life different after working with you? And that's, yeah, those are golden. So thank you so yeah. much for sharing that, you know, and, and if, Janet, oh, I, go ahead. Give one more little nugget. Okay, and that is okay. don't be attached to um, any of your ideas. If you put them, you know, you're working on something and it looks like it's taken a different form, that might be the universe guiding you toward um, guiding you in a different direction. Yeah. And so oh. to really pay attention and see the different signs that the universe is offering you, because Mm -hmm. that might be how the universe is going to help you to achieve the goal that you want to achieve and build the business that you wanted to build. 
Yeah. Be open to those gentle nudges that mm -hmm. are maybe course corrections, right? Yes. <laughs> Instead of, Instead of uh, standing firm in a plan that you thought was the best. So yeah, no, that's powerful too. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Janet, it has just been so great hearing about your journey from your long, healthy career, 30 years in the healthcare industry to, you know, that moment when and that opportunity that was presented to just step outside and, and realize a, a new path for yourself. And you went to a conference with your husband and, and came across, you know, this role called life coaching and realized that, oh my goodness, that is, that lights my fire, you know? And so you stepped into something that really tapped into all the powerful experience and expertise that you'd been gaining through your life, career and discovery. And, you know, now doing this impactful work as a life executive and career success coach and a behavioral strategist, helping people discover the work they love. So I've really enjoyed our conversation and I want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thank you so much, Wendy, for having me. It was, a, yeah. it was my pleasure. Absolutely. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Janet Reeves Wilson through her website, and that is dm56coaching.com or find her on LinkedIn. All right. Well, for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high-paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, let's do this. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Janet Reeves-Wilson. And as always, here's to your success.